Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now listening to WTLB Digital Radio, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You are now listening to WTLB Digital Broadcast, the only network where you can make real transformation in your life. The Transform You Live Media Broadcast Network. Tell Alexa, hey, play Transform You Live show or visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. Our veterans don't want to go to the private sector. You have more veterans that want to come to the VA that are appreciative of the care at the VA. And, it, and it's more than just medical care. It's, it's hey, you know, by the way, did you know that you would be eligible for a loan uh, for a house or hey, um, already blessed to you, and the energy that's already here for you. Marcus, you put me on here, I think you got a great show, I think you got very smart viewers out there that really appreciate the content you put out there, so I greatly appreciate you taking the time uh, to put me on your show, I would really have a lot of fun, I have a lot of fun every time. All these quote-unquote laws and rules, be able to do that freely and, and, and be who you truly are and who's created to be. For more information, visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's Transform the letter U, Broadcast.com. Now it's time to get locked for the Transform You Live show. The only show that combines spirituality with business and personal development. The only show in the universe where you can make real transformation in your life. Now it's time to get defined in your spirit of and make way for your folks. Hello, my people, my people. Welcome back to the Transform You Live show with your host, Marcus Hart. And we are in store for a special treat, you guys. I told you I keep bringing you just awesome guests, man. And man, and when I talk about awesome, this guy, I already admire him already. He's doing something you know, pretty amazing. Some of the things that I, as a kid, remember growing up really liking, and I still enjoy. Uh, this guy is a martial artist. He's from. He grew up in Bangkok, Thailand, uh, which those who don't remember, I've always been wanted to go to Bangkok, so we have anything to talk about. Uh, he's also uh, the executive producer and lead designer uh, for a, a video game. He's published books. He has a lot going on. I'm going to actually let him do all the talking, and I'm going to sit back and, and enjoy this interview with you guys. Let's give it up for V. Locksman. Hey, Marcus. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on board. I'm excited to be on the show. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I had a background in video games, uh, I trained in the martial arts, I had a chance to launch uh, about 85 video game titles, and then I moved on to writing, 
and uh, just released uh, the third book in a five-book series called Mythborn, M-Y-T-H-B-O-R-N. And most excitedly, yesterday we launched our audiobook. And what's crazy is the audiobook has sold like 25 times what the, what the print books have been selling. So people seem to really be responding well. I'm super excited and I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, we really thank you for just coming and just blessing us with your presence, man. you got so much to offer him. And I'm very excited about, you know, just you know, Mythborn in itself. It, you know, but before we get into Mythborn, let's talk, talk a little bit about just, you know, what it was like at first just growing up in Thailand. You know, what was that like? Wow, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I, I grew up at a time, I think, when parents probably had a, a different outlook on how free they gave uh, how much freedom they gave their kids I remember you know getting up and you know the the rule was if my parents were asleep I let them sleep <laughs> and so I used to scuttle outside with all the other kids my age and we were all around five and uh, we'd head down to the fisherman's uh, wharf where you know you'd have all these fishermen getting ready to go out for the morning catch and uh, they would trail these nets out behind their boats uh, these nets weren't the fish catching nets. They already had these lobster traps and crab traps out there. These were actually long nets that sort of floated on the surface, and uh, they were for us, the kids, so that we could dump, you know we could jump on these ships. Uh, I remember jumping like you know from one ship to another ship, grabbing you know the netting on the sides, and uh, you know if you slipped and fell, you you know you hit water, and then you grab the net they were trailing behind, and you climb back up on board and. They had people watching us who would dive in if someone missed a net or something, but I think people just assumed you knew how to swim real early, and, uh, you know, it was more of a community that was raising the kids. It was less of a, you know, one parent, you know, sort of helicoptering around their kid. It was very much more a group of adults, so... I was, you know, I was blessed with just the opportunity to be out and about, and, you know, I learned all kinds of things. I learned how to, you know, break open coconuts the right way. I learned how to climb coconut trees using a belt. Um, you know, I clearly learned how to swim real early. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just uh, it was a fun life, man. Really, really fun. I, I can't complain. Cool. So, man, I, I got to compliment you. you. You know, you, you really, you know, really exhibiting. Your, your ambition here, you, you show that you're motivated, you got a real strong head of yourself, and you, you really accomplished so much already, and it, it's fair to say that, you know, that it really comes from your upbringing and, and, and just your discipline in, in martial arts. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your martial arts background and, and how that plays a, a, a real clear role in, in your work. Yeah, so listen, you know what I mean? Like, I, I grew up, when my parents moved to the United States, it was shortly after schools had been desegregated. I think Virginia was near one of the last uh, states to desegregate schools. And, uh, you know, I was going to schools uh, that had, in the memory of the teachers there, been uh, segregated. And so, you know, I'm a, uh, uh, you know, a man of color. Um, I grew up uh, in a place where that wasn't, uh, well, that wasn't welcome all the time. And I remember fighting a lot, uh, you know, trying to avoid fights, trying to, you know, people, you know, chasing me home, uh, you know, white kids chasing me home and, you know, trying to kick my butt. And, uh, you know, my dad finally had enough. He was like, one day he was like, look, I see these guys training in the back of the hospital where my dad was a doctor. He goes, I see these guys training in the back. I'm going to ask him if you can train with them. And, uh, 
You know, he took me to the class. It was a class of all adults. Everyone there, the youngest guy there was 18. Uh, but for some reason, my, you know, my, the man who had ended up instructing me for over 30 years in the martial arts, he took me in. And, uh, you know, I was, ten, I was eight or nine years old. Um, and he started training me. And, uh, you know, I, I trained diligently. Um, I think probably five, three hours a day, five days a week. Uh, for the next 30 years, I, you know, I, I trained and <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, you know, what you learn going through all that. But definitely one of the things I, I did extract from that was the discipline to, to you know, prevail and to continue, uh, you know, just staying true to myself and not letting people get you down. And, uh, you know, ultimately, in the end of the day, you know, these things all end uh, in the same place. I think we've all had those experiences uh, growing up and you know, now uh, I find uh, that a lot of my strength and a lot of my character comes from, uh, you know, showing kindness and, and you know, b- being there as a mentor for, for kids and trying to raise my own kids so that they don't discriminate, so that they don't uh, look out, you know, to, to hurt somebody else because of their race or their gender or creed. Um, you know, I think the world has become a better place because of what we all you know, collectively, we all people of color went through, uh, you know, so that our kids uh, hopefully learn that there are better ways to treat people. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, a, that's something I'm, I'm proud about for, for myself. Oh, man, I, I love that, man. You, you, you really think, uh, talking about some things I really enjoy, and, and I could just see myself with you uh, at a bar, and then <laughs> I, I start a fight, and... <laughs> man, uh, Crash Manicool was uh, one of my favorite games. How did that all come about? How, how did you get on that project? Well, you know, it's crazy. I started in the games industry. Actually, I was on my way to medical school, and um, I was in, you know, my parents had intended me to go there, but I'd taken a summer job at a, at a game company. I finally got, you know, called by them, and, and you know, I, it's one of those situations where I grew up playing D&D and Champions and all the nerdy stuff, and my mom used to always tell me that um, that, that stuff will never lead anywhere. But then it turned out in my first job interview that that's the, what they asked me about, you know, about D&D and about Champions and, and Traveler and other things. And I, and I ended up acing the interview because I knew so much about role-playing games that I got a job, uh, you know, as in this at this game company called Bethesda Softworks, which you've probably heard about now. Uh, but, you know, that one thing led to another. I ended up, you know, deciding not to go to med school. And, uh, you know, I sort of w- just continued down the gaming career. Um, and eventually, you know, I ended up uh, getting to Universal uh, where they had the license for Crash Bandicoot. They were working with uh, a couple of great developers, um, you know, and uh, I got a chance to work with a, a legend in gaming, a guy named Mark Cerny, who to this day, I, I just enjoyed, I had such a good time with him in, in, you know, England, and he's just a good guy all around, and, uh, you know, uh, learned a lot, and watched how they, you know, built Crash uh, from, you know, what it had started out in, in, by Naughty Dog into, you know, just something amazing and incredible, and my, you know, my hat's off to the developers. My role at the time there was, you know, as a uh, as the executive in charge of production for uh, Universal, and so, uh, you know, my job was to make sure that the Crash Bandicoot um, franchise and the characters and everything else and the game design, everything all met sort of the, the requirements that we needed. But honestly, for me, it was an amazing learning experience working with some true professionals, and, and I, you know, I credit them with 
you know, greatness and, and talent. And, uh, you know, when you get a chance to work with great people and you have an open mind to learn, you, you soak it in like a sponge. And so, you know, I would recommend anybody who wants to learn something, don't, you know, go into things thinking, you know, my, th- th- there's nothing there for you to learn. There's always something to learn and something that will make you, you better. So do your best and, uh, you know, keep your mind open. And that's, I think, what got me on Crash and what, you know, kept me on it. And I, and I had a chance from there to to do some really amazing things. I was very lucky. Once again, for those who have just joined in, we are talking with VJ Luxman. Uh, he's the game designer for Mythborn. Man, Rise of the Adepts. We're going to talk more about uh, more of that on the other side of this. I'm going to take a quick water break. We'll be right, right back. VJ Luxman grew up in Bangkok, Thailand, where he first discovered his love of the martial arts, mythological heroes, and exotic lands, all of which influenced the development of characters and the world in his debut fantasy series, Mythborn, Faith of the Sovereign. Mythborn is an award-winning epic dark fantasy following three teens in a coming-of-age story set the unique fantasy world of Eden, a place where forgotten technology is now considered magic. For more information, visit MythbornMedia.com. That's MythbornMedia.com. Media.com. Hello, my people, my people. We are back once again. This is the Transform You Live Show with your host Marcus Hart, and we are just having a real good time. We have DJ Lex Lexman uh, Lexman. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we we have him uh, with us, and we are talking about Mythborn. He's a video game designer, martial artist. Uh, and just uh, a great uh, lover of mythological heroes and the dog lands and all that good stuff. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about a little bit about Mythborn. So, tell us a little bit about Mythborn. You know, uh, how you come up with the name, maybe some background on it. And uh, for those who are, you know, who are listening, I mean, you, you got to check out these visuals on uh, when you get a chance. Yeah. So, listen. Uh, you know, I uh, I'm a big fantasy geek fan, right? I, I've read over 2,000 fantasy novels, science fiction novels. Uh, I, I can probably go toe-to-toe with almost anybody on trivia. Um, but um, I didn't like some of these like fantasies that had these like cackling old dudes who wore like you know pointy hats and just killed people for the sake of killing right i mean it's like that's sort of dumb like ultimately they didn't have any real reason to be bad they just were being bad because it was you know evil and cool but they weren't really they had no purpose and so when i decided to write mythborn i wanted to sort of hit three sort of notes one was i wanted bad guys to have real reason and what i realized was in thinking about it that nobody thinks of themselves as the villain in their story they everyone thinks they're the hero in their story everybody even bad guys they think they're doing something for a good reason and so i needed to give uh all the people in my story a good reason to do something you may not agree with their reason or you may not agree with how they're trying to achieve what they're trying to achieve and that's what might make them evil but they themselves aren't evil just for the sake of, you know, uh, pulling off puppy dog tails or, or you know, swatting insects uh, or something like that. that. That's not them, right? The other thing I wanted to do was um, make sure when I wrote this that I could break some of the old-time fantasy gender issues where you had women in chainmail bikinis, 
you know, got girls hugging Conan's leg. I mean, you know, just stuff that I didn't grow up with. I grew up with, you know, women who fought in the martial arts. And, you know, my mother, my sister, my grandmother, all very tough women, right, who, who were strong and, and had real purpose and, and talent. And so I wrote people in my book, uh, you know, to have... The same, to be the same way. I, I, look, there definitely are dumb people in my book, and there are smart people in my book, and there are crafty people, and there are people who lie and don't lie. But they aren't based on gender. That's just the people. And you know, if you don't, if you think someone is dumb in the book, it has nothing to do with them being a girl versus a boy. Uh, it has to do with whether they're smart or they're dumb. And, and you know, I wanted to write characters that made sense like that. You know, ultimately. And the third thing I wanted to do was really honor the fact that this world is such an amazing tapestry of cultures. Uh, look, I mean, we're, you know, we're being pushed right now, uh, regardless of your political views, we're being pushed as a species uh, in different directions. And some of these directions are towards isolationism and towards, you know, forgetting our fellow men or, or women and, and, you know, uh, closing the borders and, and, you know, keeping people who don't look like us out. And, and I don't think that makes us a stronger world. I think the world becomes stronger when, when culture is shared. And so Mistborn to me, uh, you know, it started with this hypothesis of what if all these legends and it's true, every society has a, a flood myth. Uh, you know, there's flood myths before Noah that date back to the Sumerians and, the Gil and Gilgamesh. And they're thousands of years older, but they're exactly the same myth. It's clear that the Noah myth, or the Noah flood account, is been, has been, you know, handed down from earlier books. And so, you look in India, they have the same myth of a boat being built by, a, you know, a guy. And, led to safety with, uh, you know, animals. And so I, I wondered if all these things, maybe they were from something, some originating source, some early prehistory civilization that gave us all the myths we have today. And so I wanted to explore that, and I wanted to write a book in which these cross-cultural myths can be shared uh, amongst all of us reading the book uh, without, you know, trying to tie a nationality to it or a religion to it, but just the myth itself. And, you know, and, and so far it's, it's been met really, really uh, well. People enjoy knowing um, that we have such a deep, deep culture that's, that's rooted in a long history. And, and our history has more uh, examples of goodness and kindness and, and helping each other out. And I just wanted to sort of showcase that, uh, you know, in a world... Uh, that's counterpointed by you know a lot of a lot of savagery and, and brutality. So um, you know it's it's a, it's an effort and uh, it, it's not a perfect effort. I'm still learning my craft, but I think it's getting uh, there, and I think people are enjoying uh, what 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 I managed to put together. Yeah, so so as an author, you, you know you have lived the, you know the creation of the Mythworld universe. So you know why do you think people should read Mythworld? You know first of all before they get into the video. Well. Look, I mean, if you if you're tired of you know characters, ca Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Wrestling and, and just casting spells and being, you know, evil to people. Uh, if you're tired of that, if you're tired of, of uh, things not making sense uh, because no one has a motivation you can figure out, if, if you're tired of stories where uh, people make mistakes because they don't have enough information, it, it bugs me so much when all you have to do is say something to someone else in the story and they wouldn't make the, the choices they make. But so many stories count on the fact of not telling the other character what they need to know in order to not make a mistake. If you look at like Walking Dead, which I love by the way, but how many times could they just say, hey, dude, there's zombies in there, right? And it's like, you wouldn't go in. But no, like, you know, ultimately you can't, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, drama isn't built in those situations without some kind of ignorance to the danger. And I just didn't want to write all that. So if you like those, if you want to have strong women who are driving the story forward, who are truly, truly smart, like they they come up with ways to make uh, what they need to have happen, happen. If you want to read about adventure in the way that, you know, I think adventure was meant to be had, and if you enjoy true fighting, true fighting techniques, remember I'm 35 years, 40 years now training, and, uh, uh, you know, one of the... One of the comments I got from my publisher when I finished writing and I gave them the first draft, they came back and they said, oh, you're, you're fighting, uh, your, your things that you wrote on fighting, we're going to have to change those. And I thought, oh, why? Are they, are they not descriptive enough? I, maybe I was you know, making it look boring or something. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to let you publish this because someone will die. They're too explicit. They're too uh, educational. You're going to have to you know, change some things and make sure that these techniques can't be used. Uh, and that was interesting to hear. So, you know, I think I've kept uh, a lot of the feel of what it really means to be in a life and death kind of fight with, you know, knives or hand-to-hand or, you know, blades, um, Some all three of which I've, I've been taught. And, um, you know, that kind of realism, that kind of uh, story uh, that has underpinnings of, of, of logic and science and uh, explanation and no stupid characters in the sense that no um, stupid reasons why you wouldn't know something. Uh, people share information in my books, and it really is a question of what you do with the information. I think those kinds of intelligent writing uh, really appeals to people. If you like that, try Mythborn. You'll love it. I guarantee it. Uh, lots of people say so. I think I've got 90 reviews now and still uh, in a four and a half stars, and um, you know we're, we're doing real well with the, with the title, so I'm, I'm excited to share it with anyone uh, out there. Really, really am. Uh, and speaking of battle, you know, uh, the combat in Mistborn, you know, it's been described as not typical fantasy swords and bashing. You know, what does that mean? 
Well, you know, I, I alluded to the, you know, in, in some of my earlier talking, but like I, you know, I trained uh, many hours. I think uh, Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, in you know, Outliers says that you know, in the book Outliers or Glick, I mean, I can't remember, but he says that ten thousand hours is that mastery is considered to be mastery. Um, I calculated once that I probably have somewhere around ninety five thousand hours of combat training. Um, so. You know, I mean, I'm nine times, nine and a half times over what you'd consider to have, you know, in terms of mastery. Uh, I've trained everybody, uh, women, children, adults, um, you know, and, and one thing I've learned is that uh, when you look at what a real fight goes like, and then you look at what, you know, is in the Hollywood movies, they're very, very different. And I wanted to capture sort of the, the immediate Danger that that happens in a fight. Um, a master can get beaten any time if he doesn't see something coming. Um, you know, one person, uh, even as a, at a master level, can be beaten by three people if uh, they don't understand the basics of fighting multiple opponents. And it's not uh, like fighting one opponent. You know, you can't stick with just one person in a in a one on many fight. You got to fight all of them with single quick attacks and keep moving to the next guy. Otherwise you're going to get flanked and killed. And so people don't, uh, I think, uh, maybe always get exposed to or, or, or have the chance to appreciate what it's really like, uh, you know, when, you, when you're in one of those situations. And I've been told, and I think it's true, that the, these books um, focus on how quick that combat happens and how quickly, you know, uh, the tables can be turned if, if you know, you know, if, you, if you're not paying attention or if you, you know, know what you're doing. And so... Uh, I, I'm very, very excited to be able to take some of you know the time I have invested in training you know my body and my mind in the martial arts and bring it to you know the book level where other people can can see you know what kind of uh, techniques are used and you know enjoy them for what they are, which is you know just a just a reflection on the amount of uh, effort and time I've put uh, into, you know, learning those same techniques and, and sharing them with the people out there. So, so once again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we are talking with B.J. Lexman. He's the author and creator of Mythborn, Rise of the Adepts. Uh, we're going to take another quick water break, and we'll be right, right back, and we're going to discuss more uh, with this, this great accomplished individual. Okay. B.J. Lexman grew up in Bangkok, Thailand where he first discovered his love of the martial arts, mythological heroes, and exotic lands, all of which influenced the development of characters and the world in his debut fantasy series, Mythborn, Faith of the Sovereign. Mythborn is an award-winning epic dark fantasy following three teens in a coming-of-age story set the unique fantasy world of Eden, a place where forgotten technology is now considered magic. For more information, visit MythbornMedia.com. That's Mythborn media.com hello welcome back to the transform you live show the only show where you can make real transformation in your life and we're talking about somebody who has definitely you know the epitome of uh, what transformation mean and he's, he's really transforming the way uh, books are being put out in the fantasy uh, genre fantasy fiction genre and especially video games I, I, I'm, I'm dying to really read the books I'm dying to be able to just get my hands on the video game and dive into the, each of those characters I'm doing good I'm doing real good um, 
You know, I mean, I, I think ultimately uh, you you might have asked about like how we're going to be going on to a video game, and I, you know, I think what's really cool is my whole background has been building video games and uh, one of the things I did is I sort of thought through this book was making sure that the elements of the book could transfer um, into making a really fun game uh, but you know hey uh, you know the thing I like really uh, most about this whole thing now is that people are getting a chance to see uh, a book in which uh, the main characters are, you know, uh, boys and girls. They're uh, kids of color. They're not, um, you know, it's not your typical fantasy, and I think that um, that's something I'm really excited to share. So let's just move on with the interview, and uh, I'm, I'm here to answer what you want. Man, I, I like that. You know, that, that's definitely something we all can take from that and, and, and really start applying in society right now. And, you know, it, it's hard to get people to be get on that click page but you know with, with more minds like you you know um and, and reaching out you know reach one reach many you know so we, we got to pass that message along and i'm glad you infused that you know in, into your work and you know um it, it's very very evident you know it's very evident i i just gotta ask this also uh you know there's there's so many you know uh you know different different books out there in this genre and, and also video games um, you know that kind of kind of lack. You know, um, just you know some of the the, the the principles that you you know you are um, instilling. Uh, I guess in a sense, you know, maybe unconscious hungry minds. <laughs> now, now, um, would you suggest this this type of reading, this type of content uh, to uh, teenagers? Yeah, you know, look, I mean, I think that. Uh there's a lot of, of wisdom in this in this book, and I try and you know hide it uh, behind fun combat and you know martial arts and magic and all that. But ultimately, you know, I wrote this book to to get a message out, and you know the message that I always believe in and I want to transfer to you know all the young people in the world is you know nothing nothing can stop you if you focus and if you have discipline and if you follow through and most people don't realize they really don't realize that the the thing you want to do out there that the job you want or the or the you know maybe the boy you or the girl you want to date you know the whatever it is that you want out there 9 times out of 10 everyone is too scared to go for it so no one's going for it and and you could literally walk in to a place with nobody trying for what you are trying for. And, you know, a lot of what I see uh, success is, it's the person who showed up and the person who stays and the person who gets up that seventh time after being knocked down six times. It's not necessarily the, the most talented fighter that wins. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, the, the strongest guy who, who wins in combat. It's, it's the people who just... They understand where they have to get to from here today and where they want to get to tomorrow. And I think teenagers in, in general and, you know, specifically also, they have the chance because they're young, they have their health, uh, they have all the time in the world, but sometimes they put these weird, you know, boxes around themselves about what they can and can't do. And, um, you know, in my books... Uh, these three kids, they, they each are heirs to, you know, royalty. But in each of their cases, that gets taken away. And um, what they become, you know, think of them as like, uh, you know, swords being forged. Uh, you know, and if you go with that analogy, 
you know, when you heat up a blade and you're and you're tempering it, um, some blades break at the quench and some blades don't. And uh, you know, it depends on how they're hammered and how they're you know how they're forged. But in this case, I think. By reading these books, um, teenagers can, can really gain, uh, and parents, frankly, can really gain uh, insight into the kind of um, mental strength and how much more important that is than physical strength, than you know, physical gifts. Being able to follow through with what you want, being there, showing up, and uh, trying your best, and then continuing to try uh, nine times out of ten, if you just stay longer than everyone else, you're going to get that thing you're going for. And so, you know, um, the other thing about the books that I think people will really appreciate is, uh, you know, there's no, uh, you know, sex in terms of, uh, you know, pornography. There's no, uh, really hardly any curse words at all. Uh, I really did write it uh, as a sort of light reader. Uh, it, it's not a Game of Thrones. I didn't set out to write a Game of Thrones. My hat's off to someone like George R. R. Martin who can write something that uh, complex, but I wanted to write something lighter and more interesting. and uh, More interesting from the standpoint of, you know, lighter from a combat standpoint, more interesting from a just for someone who wants a lighter read. Uh, and, you know, and safe uh, in general. I mean, it definitely has violence in it, but other than that, it's not... Um, something that you know you couldn't read uh and you certainly couldn't read to your kids so you know i'm pretty excited to share that and you know i hope people get the message out of there in fact every chapter of the book i start with a saying you know that that sort of uh brackets the the meaning of that chapter but the saying is also a piece of wisdom that you literally you know could just keep by itself and i've had some of my reviewers tell me, you know, in, in, on Amazon that they've cut everything out and put it on their wall at work or at home and they read one every day just to inspire themselves. And that, that makes me feel really great. That's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes me feel really, really good. So, yes, I think it's a, I think it's a great book to share, uh, you know, with yourself, your kids, uh, your friends, and, you know, and I hope you give it a chance. I'm really, really honored if you do. Nice. Now... There's, there's so many people so um, you know really hyped up about Game of Thrones. How, how would you compare this to you know Mythmore to Game of Thrones uh, due to the uh, epic scope and, and intrigue? Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you came back to that because ultimately, I think um, you know when George R. R. Martin set out to write Game of Thrones, he was writing a book about you know political intrigue and about the way in which. When you are fighting for something that may not seem so, uh, you know, deadly, uh, politics, in fact, uh, it is potentially the most deadliest game you can be in, right? The game of thrones of leadership. And, um, you know, he did a great job in, in, in doing that. I, I didn't set out to write that novel. You know, I set out to write a novel about a kid who finds out, uh, you know, he's an assassin's apprentice, and he finds out that his master has been ordered to kill him in the next eight days, and he has eight days to figure out how to live. And so I wanted my book to have a lot more immediacy. It spans, the first book spans just eight days. Uh, it's a countdown. Uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot faster reading, and it's a lot lighter in terms of just what you can sort of do in a given sitting. Um, it's a big book, 200,000 words, uh, so it's, you know, two books worth uh, the very first book. Uh, but, you know, and the audio book is over 20 hours, uh, so, you know, it's, 
the you know it's a great uh, place to go if you're interested in you know picking up something to read that you can read a little bit every day. You know exactly where you are. The chapters are short, uh, but you know it, it is a an action book, and that's what it was written for. So I think if you are a Game of Thrones fan, you would love this book because it carries with it a lot of the same kinds of. Um, heraldry and houses and things like that but I don't focus so much on the politics as much as I do on what I know best which is fighting combat tactics strategy leadership and I think those are the subjects that you know Mythborn really sort of talks through and also obviously Mythborn showcases cultural cultural mythology and you know really interesting myths and legends from you know our past so if you like that kind of stuff uh, Mythborn is your 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 book for sure. Absolutely! Wow, man, I, I'm I'm truly blown away, and I, I know my audience out there is uh, also too. Uh, you know, uh, we you know uh, Mythborn, the, the the game's coming out next year, right? Yeah, the game's gonna come out next year. I, uh, you know, we obviously it takes a long time to make a game, but we're already in pre-production. We're trying to figure out exactly you know what we want to build. Uh, but I'll keep everyone looped in on what's going on with that for sure. Man, so if they want to, you know, uh, find information about the book, uh, you know, uh, I heard that you that Amazon has that bundle deal too. So, yeah. so is that the only place they can find it, or where else can they find it? Yeah. So if you uh, want to get the the Kindle, the ebook, that Amazon's the only place you can get it uh, right now, and that's www.amazon.com. You can go to uh, our website, www.mythbornmedia.com. That's M-Y-T-H-B-O-R-N-M-E-D-I-A.com. And there's half a dozen places you can pick up the print book. Um, I know it's on Barnes & Noble. I know it's on Amazon. Um, and then if you're interested in the audio book, you can pick that up on iTunes, on Audible, and on ACX.com. Uh, so... You know, there's a bunch of places you could possibly get it. Uh, I would suggest going to our website at www.mythbornmedia.com and checking out where it's available and, uh, you know, get it wherever, you know, you can get it best with whatever coupons you have. That That's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Real cool. So, so, so once again, we're talking with uh, VJ Blacksmith. And uh, you got any final words for us, uh, final words of wisdom you want to leave us off with before I let you go? Well, you know, my father told me, he said, you know, wisdom comes from experience, and uh, experience comes from bad judgment. So uh, I think I might be the wisest guy I've ever met, because <laughs> I've made just about every mistake you think of. So remember, man, out there, the best thing you can do in life is try, because making mistakes is how you learn. And, you know, just pick yourself up, move forward, and uh, seize the day. Oh, yeah, we, we, we are blessed to have you, man. You, you bring good energy, man. You, you got a good message, and, you know, and... Uh, we, we we love you. <laughs> so we, we 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 send we send our many blessings to you and uh, and your family and, and, and those, those your, on your team too. So uh, once again, BJ Lexman, uh, the author creator of Mythborn: Rising of the Adepts. This is WTLP Digital Radio, Milwaukee. Thank you for listening to the Transform You Live Show, the Transform You Live Media Broadcast Network. For more information, visit transformyoubroadcast.com. That's transform the letter U broadcast.com. Or tell your smart speaker, hey, play Transform You Live Show. Many blessings, peace, and lots of luck. Join us next time.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.